0: That's right. Once a month, Mayor Mike Duggan comes in, joins us on the show, takes your phone calls at 877-44-Mitch. You can start lining up those calls right now. I dare the first caller to call in and say, when is the parade? (laughs) (laughs) I want to plan. When is the parade? Mayor Duggan, welcome to Town USA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: I have to say, the first person who ever, ever asked me about the parade was on this show in October. That's so right. So your, right. uh, your listeners are ahead of things. That's, was it that wasn't Kenny? Kenny? <laughs> no, I think it was a caller, actually. <laughs> I think it was Kenny. He, oh, he was in the other room.
0: <laughs> he went in the other room <laughs> and <laughs> called yes, in, so said, hello, Mr. Mayor.
2: <laughs> uh, First-time caller, Ken <laughs> from Detroit. we love the parade.
0: Love your show. So what has this... Uh, Surge of popularity, particularly these last two Sundays, meant to the city of Detroit, even in hard, cold economic terms.
1: I can't quantify it on numbers, uh, but you know, if you if you watched on TV, and I go home after the games and rewatch on TV, the shots of Detroit yeah. are spectacular. Uh, yeah. The the storyline is great. Uh, last Sunday, I went from the Lions game over to watch the Red Wings play. Tampa Bay Lightning, and the people downtown were jammed everywhere. They were celebrating. No incidents at all. It was just uh, a joy. But last week I was at the mayor's conference in Washington, D.C., and Detroit is the talk of the country. They're talking both about the Lions and the city's recovery, but there is something about the Lions that have focused attention on Detroit in a way that, we haven't had attention since 10 years ago for bankruptcy. Did you ever think <laughs> that a
0: Lions-Tampa Bay game, which, by the way, you used to have to give your tickets right, away for right Because right. the Lions played Tampa Bay all the time. They were in the same right, division, right. and nobody wanted to see those games. And that would be the highest-rated football game, divisional playoff in 30 years. And it ain't because Tampa Bay was in it. Right. There's something about this group, I guess maybe from that Hard Knock show, and people tend to like... Dan Campbell, and they're getting behind Jared Goff. But they're actually calling the Lions America's team. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd be the mayor of America's team? Uh, no,
1: and I, I saw the, the uh, analysis of where fans were cheering for this weekend, and there's California cheering for San Francisco and the other 49 states <laughs> yeah. uh, cheering right. for the Lions. Right. Uh, no, I never thought I'd see it. And the uh, yeah. Yeah. The, but there's something special about this team, the way they play hard, they hit hard, they tackle hard, they don't make penalties. Uh, and it's not like they're throwing long bombs to speedy, talented receivers. Uh, this is a team uh, that knows what it is and and does it well. And I think a lot of people can identify with that.
0: Yeah, a lot of people can, yeah. and, they, they, and they pull alongside with them. However, there's a difference between getting behind our football team and then having this pity tour for the city of Detroit. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, who I know and is a friend of mine from ESPN, and, but he's 90% bluster and 10% fact. And here he is talking about, and I want you to listen to this as the mayor of the city, talking about our city and what the Lions have meant to our city now that they've started winning.
2: Here's where it resonates for me, and it's just on a personal level, Shannon Dio. Here's the deal. Detroit, phenomenal fan base. Yeah. Great city. Been through a lot. The downtown area, big time. The stadium, big time. But you go to other outskirts of the Detroit area, it looks like a damn desert town. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there wondering how the hell people make money. I, I'm just, I'm just look. It looks like it looks like a desert town. I, I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, what, what the hell is going on in this city? And then you see the Detroit Lions coming up and sort of reviving. Just, just, just giving. They were on, they, they. I mean, I mean, you, they were on a respirator for crying out loud. Just as a city, and what this franchise has done for that city and that state. I mean, it's, 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 it's. You gotta go there. To see what I'm talking about, because when you get away from the downtown area, and when you get away from the from the stadium, and then you're just driving around, I mean, it's 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 different, man. It's different.
0: So we were on a respirator yeah. before the Lions started winning <laughs> games. God. You know, I
1: am pretty sure this is the same guy last April that said what an idiot Brad Holmes was for taking Jamar Gibbs and Jack <laughs> oh, yeah. Campbell with the first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, they're so, they're you know, banking on you
0: not remembering that.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. These guys don't actually have to have any facts to be able to spout opinions. Uh, but I don't get too concerned about any of that.
0: Well, I, we don't get too concerned about it, but we, we kind of laugh it off. But also, like, I'm getting calls this week now from radio stations around the country and different shows. And and they have this narrative as if, like, we need a sports team to pull us out of the dregs of of abject poverty. And, is. you know... If it was as poor and awful as they say, you wouldn't have had all those people paying all that money to go into the game
1: last week. In six there, days. There are some yeah, right, people yeah. in this area no, who are, you know, no, affluent. affluent. Think, think about the, the timing line. of yesterday's announcement. Property values in every neighborhood of the city went up 23% last Amazing. year. Wow. Amazing. The housing values in 2017, seven, seven years ago, have tripled. That's from one end of the city uh, to another. So the same week we're pointing out uh, that the wealth in the city has increased dramatically with our recovery. You got people spouting this kind of stuff. But I don't pay any attention. Yeah. No, I don't pay attention. I thought it might give you a
0: laugh. 877 <laughs> 44 is our phone number. If you want to ask Mayor Duggan any question about anything, you got a tree growing out of your sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> now is the time. In your living room. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We've had that taken care yeah, of. Yeah. We've had broken, uh, you know, uh, sewage lines and and uh, fallen trees and fences and fixed up. And if you just want to ask about the, the overall state of the city, eight seven seven forty four Mitch, eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Always a toll free call. The we were talking about the property values thing, and I wanted to begin with that because I thought it was great news for Detroit. Uh, to put it in some kind of national
1: perspective,
0: are all property values rising? In cities everywhere uh, you know is it something to do with the economy or no, the, need- the
1: national uh, uh, news has just shown that the Detroit market just passed Miami is the fastest <laughs> appreciating yeah. home values uh, in America it's been Miami, true for the last yeah. two or three years that Detroit has led uh, the suburbs in the percentage of increase. now we started at a lower base but right. houses that were worth a hundred thousand dollars in 2017 are worth three hundred thousand today Houses that were worth $25,000 in, in 2017 that were $75,000 a day. And that's an exciting thing because what's happened, Mitch, is that we had lots of vacant houses that you had to put $75,000 into and then you could always sell them for fifty. dollars So they right. sat there vacant. Nobody do that. Now you put $75,000 them. You can sell them for $100,000 or one hundred and twenty five. dollars And all across the city, vacant houses that we preserved are being renovated because... Uh, the neighborhoods have come back. And and the reason you're seeing this explosive growth is not because of the government anymore. It's because private sector says, hey, Detroit's a great place to invest. Yeah.
0: Are you seeing some people sitting on real estate oh, that yeah. you would like to see develop? Oh, yeah. Because everybody said, well, if it went up 30 or 75 percent, you know, it'll go up
1: 2,000 percent next year. You know, I go across the city, Southwest Hospital on Michigan Avenue, the old YMCA sitting next to Clark Park. You have a number of uh, very uh, potentially developable properties uh, that people are sitting on and speculating. And it's been something I've been trying to deal with for a while. I've got a lot of lawsuits uh, going. On the other hand, uh, the rest of the Packard plant is still going to start to come down this month. So we're clearing out some of the longtime blighted sites, the old AMC headquarters have been vacant for 30 years. A GM is now building a supplier plan on over on Plymouth Road, uh, and so these are exciting uh, uh, kinds of things. And uh, but I got I mean, you got me thinking about this, Mitch. These these uh, uh, pundits. I'm gonna. I gotta go back and look at what they all said in April of this year. they all trash Brad <laughs> Holmes for taking Gibbs with that oh, yeah. 12 pick. What a dummy he was! <laughs> how he overreached! <laughs> we we ought to go back and point out. Don't how worry, that the Lions out. have done that for, the, for <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> Believe me, and now they're into that. That the one thing that I just can't stand in sports is this. Nobody respected us. Nobody wanted. You know, nobody said. People thought Dan Campbell was an idiot when he first came here. They were three and thirteen their first year and one in six, the start of last year, you're allowed to be critical when the team is losing. And you're allowed to say great job when they win, who, who on earth come, it would be like when they, when they went, Oh, and 16, Find the one journalist who goes. There's a lot of potential with this team. <laughs> you, know, you look like a moron. You know they're zero sixteen, so they deserve yeah. to be criticized. But you're allowed to change your mind. You right. know, but not athletes won't let you change your mind. Coaches won't let you change your mind. You are what you first said about them, and so good luck finding somebody who predicted this. Yeah. You know, this. when
1: when Campbell did that first uh, interview, I called uh, Rod Wood and said, "You've got a winner." Not for the kneecap stuff. If you listen to that interview he talked about having a vision for each player and how he was going to get those players to get uh, to their best selves. That's how turnarounds are done everywhere. I listened to him and I thought, this is a leader who knows how to unify for a turnaround. Everybody else listens about kneecaps. I didn't care about kneecaps. I thought, this guy's special.
0: And he also, uh, in his comments right after this game, talked a lot about identifying with the city, right? And it's not he's, he's not being gratuitous when he says that. And, and the players who are really into it have, have bought and even guys who, who aren't from here now have this whole thing about right. you know, like uh, yeah, we can represent Detroit, We can be the first uh, Detroit team to ever go to a Super Bowl. We can you know we identify with the people. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that there's a magic moment in sports. Where a team on the rise and fans that have been desperate kind of come together and they meet. It happened with the Pistons when they beat the Celtics for the first time right. and went to the bay. Right. It Was yeah. just on the cusp where you mm-hmm. couldn't you couldn't separate that team with a with a cleaver. They were so mm-hmm. tight with one another. You know what happened with the Red Wings when they finally beat mm-hmm. the Colorado Avalanche down right. here. Remember, right. and right. the place I, came on the. I was there. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and 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 it doesn't last. You yeah, know, like in right. a couple of years, it's guys ephemeral. will be jumping on free right, right. agents <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> disappearing and all that, and people <laughs> right. will be booing. But it's a sweet, sweet spot, and they mm. should enjoy it. Let's go to the Before you go lines. to the level, I guess,
2: is that $20 million figure right? One game down there was will be $20 I, I, I've million I've for the city. i seen those
1: numbers. I don't doubt it. If you looked at the bars and restaurants, there were as many people in bars and restaurants who didn't have tickets to the game as yeah. there were inside the yeah. stadium. Oh yeah, But
2: don't get any ideas for these $1,000 parking spots, mister. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk about the parking. I know a we've had this discussion.
1: You no,
0: know, well, yeah, I don't know no. about a thousand, but hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. They were charging hundreds of dollars a park. You've got to. You've got to take some kind of city control of this. I, I, this is Uber's, insane. Uber a great thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> good answer.
1: Eight seven seven forty four.
0: Mitch, go to the phone line to talk with Mayor Duggan. Any question you would like to ask Don? You're on the Mitch Album program with the mayor.
1: Hello, Mayor. Yeah, good evening.
3: Uh, good evening. Even though I've lived in uh, Westlake, Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland, oh, the home of Kevin O'Neill. Yeah. <laughs> Does it, it say convenient. that on the sign when you drive <laughs> in? Yes, yes, it's yeah. Home yeah, on Kevin O'Neil. O'Neil. A urinal, it's The urinal the rest stop. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, the D, the D is part of my DNA. I, I, I grew up in the infamous Fort Ray 205, worked on the Boblo boats in the 60s, wow. graduated from Wayne State, worked at Olympia Stadium in the 70s. I'm an independent, but I respect what you're doing for my hometown and what aspirations, if any, politically, whether it be governor, president, or even more importantly, to be a member of the Mitch Album
1: show. (laughs) You know, I'm going to get Jim Harbaugh's agent and weigh all those options.
0: (laughs) Good answer. Excellent answer. Way dodge. 877-44-Mitch. Aaron, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Mike Duggan. Go ahead.
3: Hello, Mr. Mayor. The library branch near my home in the city of Detroit and Jefferson Chalmers has been closed ever since the onset of COVID. What right. can the city do to reopen this branch? And I understand the school district has something to do with the library. What can the city do to reopen this yeah. branch? It was a center of the community, and it is a architectural masterpiece, and it's been closed.
1: Yeah, so you're you're absolutely right. You need to call your school board member. The Detroit Public Libraries are – Under the school board, the school board appoints the library commission, the library commission runs it. So the city has no say uh, in how the school board and the library commission run the libraries. But uh, you ought to call up uh, uh, whatever school board member you know the best or or go to a school board meeting and tell them uh, you Hmm. want it addressed. Hmm. I didn't
0: know that the libraries no, were under the school know. board. It, it, thing. it is an
1: oddity. It goes back a hundred years. Oh. Wow. Uh, but the Detroit public libraries were set up originally under the school board and have been run by the school board hmm. uh, ever since. And the school board appoints the library commission.
0: Okay. But keep most, that in mind. Most
1: people don't know that. But that's,
0: Carnegie that's was on the board. Don't, <laughs> don't complain to the mayor about the libraries. Mm-hmm. 877-44-MITCH. Shelly, hi. You're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Mike Duggan. Go ahead.
4: Hi there. Um. I, every every Christmas, I'm down in southwest Detroit um, volunteering, and I help uh, deliver gifts to, you know, the less fortunate. And every year, I seem to see the same thing in the neighborhoods, the boarded-up houses, the blight in the neighborhoods. I was just wondering, I mean, the rest of the city is starting to look really good, the downtown area, but what about the neighborhoods at yeah. southwest Detroit?
1: Southwest Detroit has the highest growing property values uh, in the city. So I'm not sure where you're driving. When I started, we had 45,000 abandoned houses owned by the land Bank Today, we have 5,000. We still have wow. 5,000 to go, but it has dramatically changed. And Southwest uh, has been phenomenal. And now with uh, the new Riverside Park uh, and the way we have rebuilt a number of those parks, Clark Park is now spectacular. Uh, we're seeing a lot of great things. And the far southwest corner, which they refer to as 48217 that extends to Melvindale, was last year the most rapidly rising property values in the city. And we had a 44-year resident speak at the press conference yesterday about Mm. how long she's waited to see Mm. uh, folks fixing up houses. So I won't tell you that we don't have any abandoned houses. we still got 5,000 left. Uh, By the end of this year, we'll have about 2,000 left. And by the end of 25... Uh, when, when you say
0: abandoned houses are these what we would call blight yeah
1: yeah so yeah. So, so i'm not talking about somebody went to, to florida for, no. left their house <laughs> for the winter. Yeah. well it'd be very uh, bad to come back and yeah. find it chopped down yeah
0: i just i just stayed <laughs> an extra week uh, <laughs> no before. i don't i don't mean it that way but but uh you know are you basically saying that within two years you should not be able to drive around Detroit and see, you now it might be an odd one here or there, but see, you know, a block of just blighted houses sitting there anymore. We are
1: getting very close to that point. So I can take you through numbers longer than you want. The land bank owns 5,000 abandoned houses. There's probably still two or 3,000 others owned by private individuals. We're taking legal action on those right now. Right. Uh, and moving on those as well. But what we're trying to do is save every house we can because now people want to fix up these yes, houses. It's worth it. And in the last two years, we've renovated more houses than we've demolished because the property values have come up. So we're not in as much a rush to demolish, uh, more more effort to rehab. And when you've seen a house has been empty for 10 years and a family moves in, that lifts the whole neighborhood.
0: Yep. Sure. Well, we've seen it happen with our uh
1: Right. Working homes, working You've families. Done houses. It. Yeah. You've done it yourself. We're responsible
0: for about 60 of those. Yeah. yeah. And every single time. And I see, a, block. I see a lot where they've redone uh, the outside and they've fixed the roof and then it's for sale. It's right. still reasonable, but they know it's going to go up by triple, so they buy it.
1: Right. That's what's course, happening. And you know, I
0: want to go inside and <laughs> take a look at some of those. <laughs> well, it's easy all right. We'll studs. come back with Mayor Mike Duggan and more of your phone calls at eight seven seven forty four Mitch. eight seven seven forty four Mitch. Ask any question you like. Back with the mayor right after this. As we're visiting with Mayor Mike Duggan, as we do every month, 877-44-MITCH, the phone number is to call. Any question you want to ask the mayor of our fine city, you can ask him. We want to thank our Inner Circle sponsor, Green Shield Deck Builders, Michigan's number one deck builder. Their composite decks last forever because their composite is wood and sawdust free. and naturally repels water, prevents decay and damage, and is designed to mimic the natural texture of wood for the beauty of traditional decking, but You get the added benefits of low maintenance and a lifetime transferable warranty. Nobody gives you a lifetime transferable warranty unless they believe in their product. Mm -hmm. They don't want the next person coming to them for a warranty as well. But the boards, the railing, the labor, even the framing, all lifetime transferable warranty and are all built with stylish color options. Check them out at greenshielddeckbuilders.com or you can call for a free deck design. At 616 682 7428, 616 682 7428, greenshielddeckbuilders.com. Never stain your deck again. Mayor Mac Duggan visiting with us. Let's go back to the phone lines. Me, hi. You're on the Mitch Album program. Hi.
5: Hi. Good evening, uh, Mr. Duggan. Good evening. Um, I have a question about the back alleys between two properties. Right. Um, does the city own those alleys, back alleys? No, they're yes.
1: they're owned half by each of the adjoining property owners. Well,
5: then that answers my question: Who's in charge with the cleaning the illegal dumping?
1: So, uh, on what, those. what we have done though is we have gone in and cleaned. I don't know seven or eight thousand alleys in the city, uh, just because what it would take uh, took heavy equipment after decades, and then the neighbors are keeping it clean afterwards. But if your alley is clogged up, your block club just needs to petition the city. There's a there's a form on our website uh, to go on to request your alley being cleaned. We just need to know that there's going to be a block club there that's going to keep it clean after we come through and do the heavy removal.
5: And and I suppose <laughs> we can do that once the, they are clean now and cars can, can uh, drive on those uh, back alleys because now, you don't have access to your own uh, garages. It's, right. Uh, it's, it's really clogged and, and backed up. So there is a form on right. your
1: uh, website. It's, it's, it's under the General Services Department to request your alley. If you just go on DetroitMI.gov and uh, and search on alley, it'll give you the form to request an alley cleanup. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you for your phone. Call
0: 877-44-MITCH. Joseph, you're on the Mitch Album program. Go ahead.
4: Okay, hey, Thank you very much. My name is Joe, and I'm a long, long-time listener, Mitch. Thank I you. have two quick questions. I got one for Mitch, which is a little bit lighthearted, but when are we going to get Rachel back? You remember Rachel from the 90s? She I was do. awesome.
0: Do I remember her? Yes, <laughs> I remember her. Yeah. So he's got C now. Yeah. <laughs> You guys
4: uh, made a great trio. You, thank you. You're still awesome.
0: Your well, we were, awesome, we, but... it, it took three other guys to replace her. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, five now that I'm counting. Yeah, that boy's uh, Including the mayor? Yeah, we used to be a trio. Now there are 30 people in here. Yeah. All right, the what's your question? for balance. Thank you. What's your question for the uh, mayor?
4: Okay, Mr. Mayor, uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I think what you've done in this city of Detroit, you're the catalyst that incorporated culture and that culture is spreading throughout the the state. you know, what we see with the lions, they changed their culture. It took a few, but they're back. My question to you is congratulations with the city. We love the city. Uh, The improvements you made are amazing. But now how do we focus on the outskirts, the inner city kids ranging from 18 to 25 to 30? How do we get employment opportunities specifically to them? I do believe if we can increase the employment opportunities to these young people, it's going to bring the crime rate down. They're going to have opportunities to invest in their city. So, my, specifically, my question is, how do we get, up? I know you're already doing it, just reiterated it again, so a lot of us can hear. Yeah.
1: So, What d- are we doing to
4: increase employment opportunities?
1: It's Detroit at work. So, we've got uh, 9,000 jobs open in the city today. We have factory jobs. We have construction jobs. We have healthcare care jobs. We've got tech jobs, we've got jobs in hotels and restaurants, landscaping and the like. Uh, But all you have to do is go to DetroitAtWork.org. We've got nine offices, uh, and we will pay you in most cases to get your training. Really. If you don't have a high school degree, why are you
0: looking at Ed when you say that? Uh, you're right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean,
0: and Ed goes, "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> so it's it, just a weird exchange yeah. right there. If I'm you don't, out, man. if you don't it's have, a,
1: if you don't have a high school degree, we'll pay you to go to class and get it. Say really again, Ed. Get a job. Yeah. <laughs> and if you and if you can't read at an eighth grade level, so you can't start your GED classes, we'll pay you to go to literacy programs. And so wow. we've got a hundred million dollars in scholarships uh, through the Joe so so my my question on that is obvious you just laid out
0: basically a yellow brick road yeah why are there still 9,000 available why are every one of those slots taken? so the
1: unemployment rate in Detroit last year hit a 30-year low right Uh, so the answer is we're getting there but we have 1200 people right now who are in training programs uh, GED programs or literacy programs and there are folks who've got higher barriers to get from where they are in life, and so you know whether you have children, whether you don't have a car, whether you've got a number of issues in your life. The reason we'll pay you ten dollars an hour, twenty hours a week to take high school classes is an extra two hundred bucks a week, an extra eight hundred bucks a month on top of whatever else. You already right. have to That's give fantastic. you some breathing room. It's why, it's why I just
0: don't understand why these programs aren't right. sold out.
2: Right. You well, said that, we've got 9,000
1: yeah. available. Yeah. So so there's a, a a learning curve between getting somebody through the program, getting the high school degree, training them and matching them, uh, but the unemployment rate has gone down dramatically in Detroit. It was nearly 20% when I got here. Now it's under 8%, uh, but still the rest of the state is 4 So my goal is get us down to the state average. Right. Uh, but I have, you know, in this in this city, a number of people who don't have skills or in some cases don't have a high school degree. And I want to level that playing field with $100 million in scholarships that we're offering. We're, as I say, we got 1,200 people in them now. It's, it's great. Wow.
0: Eight seven seven forty four, mitch Ed, uh, you can sign up after the okay, program's gotcha. over.
1: Do you have an application with you? <laughs> so you, got, as long as you? As long as you show me your residence in the city of Detroit, you're ahead. And,
0: and the lack of high school education. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's go back to the phone lines. Tammy, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Duggan. Go ahead.
4: Yes. Hi, Mayor Duggan. Um, I was just wondering if you have what plans you have to um, deal with the homeless dog population and the abuse and the e- ne- neglect. Um, I'm seeing so many dogs frozen in the snow, um, and yeah. the thing is, the people are never held accountable for the neglect and the abuse, and until something is done, it's just, it's just a terrible problem. I've never seen it this bad before. It's very heartbreaking. Now,
1: yeah, we're building an $8 million shelter that will be open this year uh, at the uh, site of the former incinerator. Uh, and we have uh, doubled the number of the dog catchers, uh, the enforcement officers uh, that are out there. Uh, and so we're working it hard. And uh, uh, when we get that new shelter open, there's going to be a great deal more capacity. Has that, has that been the biggest barrier to success, uh, no place
0: to put the dogs?
1: Well, that's the reason we end up euthanizing. Yeah. Uh, but we do not refuse to pick up a dog. Uh, we've got the, uh, the enforcement officers out. Uh, continually and we'll pick them up but I can talk about this for a long time we got some great partners who are adoption partners uh, and they know which kind of dogs can be adopted But if I were to walk you through the shelter today I would bet you it's three-quarters pit bulls right now in what Detroit is still keeping and it's a heartbreaking situation uh, because these animals in some cases maybe shouldn't be adopted In other cases they're not the ones that families are adopting right Uh, but Understandably, uh, but we're we're upgrading the conditions, we're upgrading the enforcement, uh, and it's something we take very seriously. Yeah,
0: it is a unique problem. I remember doing a uh, Heart of Detroit piece with at least several different organizations who are just devoted to finding these dogs, you know, rehabbing them if possible, getting them new homes. I mean, great, great a burners. lot of people out there. Right, great. But it, it is a huge problem, especially in a cold city. Eight mm. seven seven forty four. Mitch. Jeff, you're on the Mitch Album program. We're doing Dig In with Duggan. Once a month, we meet with the mayor of the city of Detroit here in the studio, and you get a chance to talk to him. Go ahead. Yeah, uh,
3: Southwest Detroit,
4: uh, Verner Avenue. We need some uh, brighter, high-intensity overhead lights. There's a lot of foot traffic on Verner, a lot of businesses. And and, at night, look, it's dark. Like I said, we need high-intensity bright overhead lights all the way down from 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 uh, from the train station all the way uh, all the way out west uh if you don't know what i'm talking about uh, uh, compare that right, to g- g- uh,
1: give, give him a chance to answer yeah. Yeah. this is a this is one of the interesting things about democracy you drive down verner right now there are beautiful decorative lighting all the way down verner that the verner business owners business association and community voted on They are not the high-intensity lights you see on other uh, neighborhoods, but they are beautiful lights that the business district wanted, and it defines that very vibrant business corridor. So this is an issue you have as a community. Some people like the beautiful decorative lights, and some people want the high-intensity lights. But in this case, we went with what the community asked for. Who ultimately decides that? Um, You know, they actually formed a a business district, and the folks along uh, Verner are taxing themselves for, for litter cleanup and the like. But when a community is that well organized and comes in and petitions, yeah. uh, you're responsive to them. But I would say it was probably four or five years ago mm. we did the entire Verner Business Corps lighting project, and the, the vast majority reaction from the community has been very positive. Is is there a safety element to it? it I don't think so. Like it needs to be lit up more for safety? You know what's so interesting? Light is very subjective, Uh, Mitch. Some people, any light at all, they're angry and they have to put down their blinds because they can't sleep at night. And other people think every house in the city should be lit to where you could read a newspaper. Right. Uh, And so we've lit this city to the national standard, uh, which is one street light every 300 feet in the residential areas more intense street light on the commercial districts, and then in the areas that have asked for the decorative lighting, uh, we have gone with the decorative lighting. The good news is we actually have lights now.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> helps. <laughs> we lit this city. I yeah. heard, they, this Immediately city. said there's All a rock right. and roll song <laughs> yeah. there. We lit this city. on.
2: I'm on it. Yeah. Uh,
0: back to the phone lines. Just a, a couple minutes left with Mayor Duggan. John, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor Mike Duggan. Go ahead.
2: Okay, Mayor,
3: Mr. Mayor, Mayor Duggan, I just got I got an issue with the uh, the city, the property in the in the city of Detroit. The property values, homeowners went up three times. Okay, now the people that lived in the city that owned original property now moved up to the suburbs. Now they can't even afford to get back into the city. What was going on here?
1: And uh, that's all I have. So if you go back to my very first State of the City speech ten years ago in January 2014. I said, "Don't move. Give me six months. Right. We're gonna come back. Hang in there with us." And the people who stayed have benefited enormously, and the people who left didn't. And that's an opportunity, a uh, decision that everybody made. But I'm not apologizing for the fact uh, that in the last seven years we've tripled the property values uh, in the city. And some people who moved out said, "Gee, I, I would have been better off if I'd stayed." That was a well, that holds a, a true you made. for any neighborhood anywhere in the world. Yeah. Is there still a prerequisite for Section 8 housing for new buildings, though? For new? Uh, uh, when we subsidize, so yeah. Stephen Ross in the apartments that he's building right. is going to take Section 8 vouchers oh, wow. in the high-end apartments That's to awesome. a certain number because we do mix people of all incomes in all neighborhoods now. Last phone call we can take here. Lee, you're on the Mitch Album program with Mayor
0: Mike Duggan. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I'm an a, a advocate for solar power, and I like to see panels built in places where they can do dual purposes, where they actually help the community as compared to ones that just produce electricity. Right. So a couple of years ago, you remember when the ditches flooded and some of the pumps didn't start yeah. and other ones that did start, they pressurized the sewer system and backed right. the sewage up in people's basements. The alter- What I'd like to do is make a suggestion and have someone investigate The idea of whether there's a place near some of these ditches and the pump stations that could be turned into a detention basin. So the water could be pumped there and then later go into the into the sewage system and at the same time build the solar panels so that maybe they would tolerate three or four feet of water under the panels. And it would only happen when there was an extremely large rain and that way you could produce power all the time.
0: I'm just tempted to add not that you've given this much thought.
1: And so the interesting thing about this is we are doing what you said, except in a different way. Gary Brown and the Water Department are absolutely building up significant retention capacity with the help of the state. The city of Detroit is going to take 250 acres of basically blighted property, and we are going to put solar panels on them, and they will power all city buildings so we will convert all the police stations the wow. rec centers the firehouses City Hall yeah. over to renewable energy uh, and uh, and use the land that way how so, far are the panels from the buildings so the panels will be for example there'll be 40 acres On of panels in a particular area right. where there is maybe one house every three blocks right and then the surrounding neighborhoods because a lot of times we've got good neighbors just a couple blocks away right. from the blighted areas We're going to put $15,000 a house into the adjoining neighbors so they can get modern uh, heat, electricity, uh, insulation, better windows. Uh, And so you can do two things at once. You can power the city buildings, but you can also do energy efficiency improvements. And do we have enough sun? To do yeah. that because yeah. Yeah. I mean those right. panels only work when we, we we don't have the kind of sun California has where they have enough where they actually no store kidding. it for the evening. Yeah. But in California storage is a big thing because they have yeah. enough. In Michigan there's not enough for storage, but there's enough uh, to to run the power oh. and it goes into the grid, you you pay your share, but with two hundred and fifty acres, we will produce enough energy that will be the equivalent of what every city building uses in a course of a year. Oh.
2: Just don't leave your house in February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd
1: like to see
0: what those fields look like, just Whoa. the acres of, yeah. uh, of uh, I wonder if they make them decoratively That'll, so you can go, turn go, it into some kind of park to, or something.
1: Go to 96 in Greenfield right now. We have our 10-acre site that we put in in 2015. You can see what it would look like. And that neighborhood is the first one to sign up to want to expand it because of the way it's worked out. Wow. Interesting. Oh, can we wow. sell
2: any power back to the power companies?
1: So the <laughs> you technically we could, yeah. uh, but in our case, we're going to need it. The city okay. has no, the enough server. needs for energy that uh, we'll be oh. able to use it. Okay.
0: Well, it's been fascinating, mm-hmm. and uh, we spent a long time taking phone calls here on, on this uh, edition of Digging with Duggan. Thank you for coming in, as always. I uh, want to add, uh, as Rosie pointed out, that uh, our mayor was at the football game, uh, the Lions winning their second playoff game over the weekend, and uh, had a suite, and we tried to get in.
4: <laughs> yeah. Did you change yourself up uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's funny
0: how all of a sudden Rosie could not reach yeah. the mayor. And uh, we looked through the glass...
1: Everyone seemed to be having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Nice little cheese um, rack in there. Yeah. So, so Mitch, yeah. they're having a watch party on Sunday, and I can get you Which into the suite. sold out. Yeah. I, I, I can get you it. into
0: the suite for the watch yeah. party. Yeah. I'm going to actually be in <laughs> San Francisco, that. but thank you. 20 <laughs> bucks a ticket, but <laughs> they sold out Ford yeah. Field for people wonderful. to watch on a big screen. Yeah. Oh. And yeah. they haven't, is that, does that count as an event in your suite?
1: I'm not going to be in town, so I have no idea. Uh, are you going <laughs> but, to Frisco? Uh, no, I actually had uh, a different uh, trip committed that I uh, that, too bad. but I'll be watching oh, on TV. Well you, there, so. well, you won't be there. Your suite will be available. So. What yeah, there. There. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. That's what I said. Get yeah. you guys in there. Oh, Thanks you, Mayor.
0: Sure. <laughs> All right. Back to close things out. Thank you for coming in, Mayor Duggan. Yeah. Yes. Good to see yes. you, as always. We'll finish things up right after this. 760 WJR.